It is easy to take a bunch of business ideas and try them out if you have the golden couch, which is your parents' rich, wealthy couch that you get to fall back on in life, right? Those of us that don't have the golden couch, we have to better analyze our business. We have to work harder. The golden couch kid, I guarantee he's going to be partying on Friday night. You don't get that right? You don't get to have fun. You don't get to drive the sports car while you're building your initial business. No, you get to drive the van or take the bus. You know, like these are the things that you have to give up, but giving up, you can edge the gap on Golden Couch Boy. Hi, my friends. This is Therese and you are locked into Unicorn Unleashed. everyone. This is Trees, and welcome to another episode of Unicorn Unleashed. Oh boy, I tell you what, tell you what, I have had some of the most amazing conversations with a very special person who's become very special really quickly. Tyler, I am not going to go through a long intro. I know that you're, you and I are going to be doing a lot of talking, but I've been so impressed with just your compassion for the world, the, you know, and I want to say the love you have for startups, for entrepreneurs, the co- entire community that, you know, you've been, I want to say, brought into this world for a much greater purpose, my friend, than you ever could begin to imagine. And and I know that you've been doing this a long time. You'll talk about your biochemistry, your MBA, and all of this great things that the world is given. But you've been given such a greater gift. A greater gift that I think that, you know, we've had some really cool conversations about this next season in your life. This next season in your destiny. Uh, they're really cool things that we are uh, going to venture off together. But I want you to introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are before we get started with this incredible conversation today that I hope will empower small businesses and entrepreneurs and give you the level of hope that uh, that really you've been thirsting for in this season. So, Tyler, let everybody know who you are. Yeah. So I like to go by Tyler. <laughs> and so maybe some of you have seen me as Tyler Uriah, Tyler Copenhaver Heath, my full name, Tyler Uriah Copenhaver Heath. I'm entrepreneur begrudgingly at first. Now I spend a lot of time working with entrepreneurs. It's my passion and not in the way that you would expect, because I think that small business actually changes the world. And I think that it's a great way for underdogs to gain resources and impact the things that they care about. And so that's where my passion lie in small business. I think a lot of the fears around small business, because I know I had them, you know, if you don't have a rich aunt that's been in business to guide you through business, you're afraid of business. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You know, like you're like, what do I do for taxes? And what do I do for, you know, like, I don't know what an LLC is. And do I need an S corp or a C corp or what are those things? And a stat agent, ah, you know, it's like, so this is all the easy stuff, believe it or not, you know, and it's the stuff that I've been through, I've made some mistakes on it, you know, and now that's the easy part. What people don't realize is all you have to do, and I'm convinced of this, this is, I've spent my time over the last two years, I've helped over 60 entrepreneurs, either ideation, I call them, so they're working on an idea, and we talk about how to test that idea and, you know, make sure it's viable before making the leap. By the way, please do this. 
And I don't mean an 85-page business plan, depending on your business. I won't discount you for doing that, but please have some planning involved. And then uh, working with businesses that are about to lose their business or struggling with them. We're going to talk about that because I think that that's key is that many times people wait, they have an idea, especially in this season that we're seeing huge transitions in the tech space. We're seeing energy transition happen where now there are more green opportunities. There are so many problems to solve. There are many problems to solve now. And how in the world do people overcome? You just said it. Oh, I got to have a LLC. Sometimes can't you just start doing something, start doing something small with a small amount yeah. of investment and just go do it. Quit talking all that yeah. talk stuff that don't tell anybody else about your idea. Just take what you got yep. and just go do something. Let's start the, there. These are the best Bootstrap. businesses. This is the best business and the best way to start it is when they start as a side hustle and graduate, right? Because you get to... So we have what's called fixed cost, right? That's our house. I call it our house, our overhead, right? You get to kind of negate that if you start at home in your side hustle. There's there's a whole share, you know, of investment that's out the window that you don't need because you're starting it from home. These are the best and you you get a chance to learn too. So I think the I think there's a lot of stuff out there that's actually ruining the business world, for especially for underdog entrepreneurs because it's like the world's telling you get an 85-page business plan. <laughs> And go find an investor, right? And you need millions of dollars to start. That's what, oh, yeah. that's what Shark Tank's telling you. That's what the world's telling you. Oh, yeah. It's wrong. No. Save, the average, do you know the average amount that it takes to open a small business? I'm ready. Give it to me. $6,000. Let's go. If you want to open a small business, you can't save $6,000, then you've got one problem in life. And that's you can't handle your finances, which is tough to know before you get into business anyways. There's a lot of ways to practice business before you even get into business in your own life. If you can't handle your finances in your own life, you can't handle them in business. That's right. That's it. That's it. So we start there. And now, you know, what's interesting is that I say, you know, if you have an idea... Take it to another level. Yeah. I had a group of people that I was working with a few months ago. And one guy was like, well, I'm just going to make t-shirts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what you going to do? Have you studied the market? Anything yeah. you've done? Well, I'm going to make a t-shirt. And the t-shirt is going to have a, a big C on the back. And he just starts describing his t-shirt. I'm sitting up here looking yeah. at him like, okay, where is the innovation here? <laughs> I think that the other part of yeah. small investment is big thinking. Yeah is that you have to push the limit. And so he and I start going back and forth. He said, well, you know, this is the, what the family, this is what the, we, I want to do. I've already, I talked to my family about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's test this. Let's sure. go a little further. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. What do you know and understand about NFTs? Mm-hmm. What do you know and understand about the world of, you know, digital clothing? Have mm-hmm. you, have you just sat and thought and thought about, because you have a great, he had a great tailor acumen. Yeah. Uh, I saw some of the design and I said, but t-shirt, that's good. Yeah. But can we put the t-shirt maybe in a digital world? And you start to advertise, Hey, can we do something different? And so what do you say to people that have these ideas, but they haven't looked at the market to see how viable it is, or even if it's the market's already flooded, there are t-shirts everywhere. Yeah. So what do you say and how do you start to test the mind and not to make people feel bad, yeah. but just to uplift them to start thinking bigger, greater? Sure. I mean, if if somebody, their passion truly is the t-shirt business, 
then I, by all means, let's embrace that. You know, if that's your passion, your mission in life, be in the t-shirt business, realize it's a, a tough business, right? You're going to have to be that much more creative. You're going to have to work that much harder, but if that's your passion, let's stick with that. Let's test that theory out. But you know, most of the time I find with the younger entrepreneurs I'm w- working with, they've watched YouTube's 12 ideas for business for 2023. And that's why they want a t-shirt and that's why they want to do an affiliate marketing program. You know, all these things, it's like, well, where's your passion for it? How are you going to be different? You know, you can't get your business idea from YouTube's 2022, 12 (laughs) businesses. You can't, it has to be personal. And then you have to write it out and plan it to some extent. The amount of people that I deal with that don't know their margin in business is incredible. They should know that in the ideation phase. I love it. I love it. And so when you get your idea, you understand the things that you want to do. And if it is a t-shirt, if it is whatever it is that you want to do, there's more work. And we're not talking about, and I love what you're saying. Don't go get the template, download the template for the business plan, the marketing 101. And you have to, that to me, 100%, I will agree. To me, that's the legacy way. Yeah. Right. Yep. There is a new way that you need to go out and test it. Yes. Test it with with your users, your avatars. Yeah. Know and understand them. And know and un- are you connecting with them? Does your product and what you're doing connect with them? Yeah. My thing is go the extra mile to just get out and begin executing. So it's really a sprint. Yeah. And you work your way backwards. It's not sitting down where you're writing this plan yeah. and taking like four or five months to get it done because by then. And the idea stale by then, by yeah. the time you're ready to... And it scares people. And that's, you know, there's a big difference between, and we need to start separating these things. Big business, small business, right? They are not the same. Nowhere on the planet. Or I can startup. Name- yeah. Getting started to me, small business. Sure. Big. Yeah. Getting started is a whole nother ball game. Absolutely. It means just what it says. And just we all go start get started. small. Yes. Every single, and here's the thing. It's like, it's good to start small too, because the ones that get to skip and there is you, I could name some famous people right now that got to skip a bunch of the steps. I'm not going to, because it's not really my way to trash people, but there's some people that are like, I dropped out of college, right? I was in college. I dropped out. I started this mega company. Now I'm a billionaire and I'm a billionaire CEO. What part in that process <laughs> made them good CEO? That's what I want Unless know. they went in there without the ego, which they mostly don't. You know, because they're raised wealthy and that sort of stuff. They, they, they have the ego and the entitlement anyways. And those connections, by the way, that got them there to begin with and allowed them to take that risk because I call it a golden couch. Okay, let's go. Not a golden parachute, yeah, right? That's yeah. what you get when you're CEO and like the <laughs> company gets sold and you get billions of dollars, right? I'm talking about a golden couch. A and couch. this is what, <laughs> yes, this is what a lot of kids don't have. That's right. right. And this is like case in point. It is easy to take a bunch of business ideas and try them out if you have the golden couch, which is your parents' rich, wealthy couch that you get to fall back on in life, right? Those of us that don't have the golden couch, we have to better analyze our business. We have to work harder. You can all do it. You can all do it. It's just the golden couch kid, I guarantee he's going to be partying on Friday night. You don't get that right? You don't get to have fun. You don't get to drive the sports car while you're building your initial business. No, you get to drive the van or take the bus. You know, like these are the things that you have to give up, but giving up, you can edge the gap on golden couch boy, right? Well, if, and so this is what I've been saying, it don't just happen. Yeah. You have to cultivate yourself to greatness. Yep. You don't just wake up and be able to meet people at a level that you yourself. So there are things that you have to do in your toolkit. First of all, your mindset. 
You have to believe, and you know, you and I have been talking about that, that if you have no belief system at all in your purpose and your gifting and what you're awesome at, what you're great at, yeah. how in the world are you going to start anything? Because the moment something doesn't go right, yeah. then you, you, you're like a deflated tire. You can't go nowhere. You're I, just flopping all over the place. My big thing is, how in the world do you lift yourself up so much that you know the adversity is coming? How in the world do you navigate on what you know is going to try to take you out? And that's when many don't, can't even get out the gate because of what they've told themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not good enough. My business is not going to go in. Or either you're listening to all of that crap. So my thing is, how do you get the mindset? You're going to fail. Yeah. Failure is actually good. Yeah. In fact, you need to fail. Yep. That's what the small amount of money that you're starting your investment in is going to be able to do for yep. you. It's going to show you what you should and shouldn't be doing in your business. Sure. You need their times that things are not going to work. Yeah. You're not just going to get up and go and everybody's going to love your product. Yeah. You're going to have to fine tune. How do you stop or how do you not get discouraged? Aha. <laughs> I love that you just went there because it leads me right back to business ideas of 1222 or whatever. You can't, how do you have passion for one of those businesses? If you just chose that because somebody says that's going to be how you're made money, the second you run into an optical and it's tough, you're probably going to get up. Now, this is something it was really hard for me to learn. So I'm so stubborn about not succeeding that you can't, you can't put failure in my path. I don't call it failure. I call it an obstacle. I'm going to have to jump. And I first started out thinking okay, that I was, like it. I was, I was Mr. Magoo for a long time in my mind. And I don't know if you know who Mr. Magoo I is. I know Mr. Magoo. Oh yeah. So I have bad luck kind of, I, I hate to default myself with that, but you know, I get told that a lot. And so, but it's bad luck in a way that I'm narrowly avoiding catastrophe, right? So Mr. Magoo, he comes off for the kids out there. Mr. Magoo, he walks off because he's blind. He walks off the ledge and then he gets caught by this beam right before he perishes, right? And so that was me always like horrible thing happens, just make it through. And then I was like, you know what? That's not fair to me. This stuff happens to me. I deal with it and I keep going. I'm Rocky. I'm Rocky Balboa, who takes punches and keeps going forward and learns from it every single time. Oh, yeah. But that's why you have to make sure your business, your mission is in alignment, too, because it has to be something that you bleed for, that you're willing to give up everything for. Mm. And that is how you don't fail is when it is the right mission. Sometimes, and I remember someone saying, you do have to be willing to give everything up. And I'm not going to say be willing to die for your passion and what you believe in. Bleed. Bleed. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You got to be willing to bleed for it. Because you're going to get cut. Yeah. Especially those of you out there without the advantages. This doesn't work for the golden couch guy. I'm sorry. He's going to have connections. He's going to be able to fail. Oh, they can fail and still go get more. I can name quite a few recently that have failed tremendously. And then, uh, you know, venture capital, they'll come and still drop another load. Because, and and, and this is what I want to get to. And this is important for folks to understand. Why is it that that person can Mm -hmm. fail six or seven times going to bankruptcy and drive the company, but something in them that the venture capital, you know, society will say, hey, I believe this person can take us and we're going to take another risk in them. Yeah. You and I both know that and I get people coming to me all the time. I don't know why somebody didn't like my idea. It was the best idea, the uh, most awesome product in the world. That is not what people 
who are investing in you. That's not the only thing they connect to. In yeah. fact, I would say many times it's maybe you're the product. Oh, yeah. Not the product. You ask any savvy investor, they don't bet on the idea. It's you. Yeah, they bet on the entrepreneur. So if you are not cultivating something in you that people can connect to, yeah. my thing is, how do they begin to do that? How do they begin that self-discovery, self-awareness to start to study the things around them and see that you're not affecting anything, you're not impacting anything, but not to get discouraged, yeah. but to be able to connect yeah. with the right individual, right people, yep. right? And begin to grow parts of them that, you know, that they, they themselves feel are where they're not getting anywhere, we're not yeah. going anywhere. How yeah. do they begin to move out of their own way? I mean, the biggest thing is choosing the mission, right? Which is the hardest part. You know, once you choose the mission, I like, I, so we learned this thing in my MBA program and it was the, um, around stats and it's basically a decision tree, right? So we have two decisions here, right? And, uh, based on those decisions, our probability of this decision succeeding is X, right? So, and you can actually, I've, bastardized this decision tree. <laughs> and I made it a decision tree importance mission alignment because this is the way my mind thinks, right? So if we have the loftiest goal on the planet, I actually, Will Smith believes in something similar to this. I read it in his book. If you create everything to be into alignment with that one mission, that's why choosing the mission is imperative, okay. right? Because then you can address everything in your life to align to that mission. It's like, so Will Smith talks about fighting Mike Tyson, so if you're going to fight Mike Tyson, you can do it one of two ways. You can align everything in your life. You can get the best foods, try to get the best trainer that you can. You can run. You can think nothing but about the fight for Mike Tyson. Everything. You, you give up the donut and eat the carrot, you know, sort of thing. And every little decision, and this is the way I look at it too, every little decision is a probability, right, of your success. If it's a carrot versus a donut, very little. But every single day, if you do the carrot versus the donut, the very little decision it aligns you better. So it makes these lofty goals of ours more realistic. And Will says you align everything towards fighting Mike Tyson in your life. You have a much better chance. Now, let's say you don't. And this is a part that I'm interested in too. He said, let's say you don't. You go out there, you eat pizza, you half attempt, you train yourself, all these things. And he says, well, you not, you didn't. So if you lose to Mike Tyson and you did everything right, you lost to Mike Tyson. If you did everything half-assed and you lost to Mike Tyson, you and Mike Tyson okay, lost to Mike Tyson. Okay, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. <laughs> Which I agree with 100%. If you put everything, and starting a business, have some fitness. You're going to need it for stress. You need your body and your mind, right? You know, like it doesn't seem like business and fitness go together, but they are necessary. They 100% do. I don't yeah. tell anybody that when I uh, started, I remember, I, and this was like maybe three years ago, right before COVID. Yeah. I literally don't know what was going on in my life, but I was enjoying it a little too much, packed on about 20 pounds. Yeah. But it wasn't just the 20 pounds. It was getting up in the morning, being foggy. Yeah. Yep. Foggy brain, yep. wasn't as uh, just on point, sharp, yep. tired all the time. Yep. Literally, you said fitness. And to me, it's like the foundation of the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. like, that's the plumbing. That's a, You can't do much. If you don't have no plumbing and no basic things in the foundation of a house. So I feel like you, you literally cannot help anyone if you rolling around and I'm not talking about pounds. We're not, no. You and I are not talking no. about that. No. We're talking about unhealthy in your mind, 
in your spirit, yeah. in your body to where you're unhappy. Yeah. Right? If your stress relief is picking up a whiskey before you start your business, you have two choices, fitness or picking up a whiskey, right? In this scenario, it's like if your stress relief before you start your business is picking up a whiskey, then guess what you're going to do every single day because business is more stressful than you could ever think it is. So you have to like, these don't seem like they're discipline. in alignment, but they are. So discipline. Yeah. So the importance of mission alignment. And thank you for, you know, just kind of getting us up to speed. But if you were to wrap up and say just a couple of things that people need to really understand about being aligned to a mission, how do they even get there? What could you tell them about even getting to a mission? Because some people are like, I don't even know how to even begin to start to even think about what a mission means to me, not let alone what Will did. How do they get what Will had in him in, in their own selves? Yeah. Well, there's a stat. And it's if you're in a business that you know and you start one. So let's say you work at a copy shop and you're going to start a coffee shop. Um, I don't know whether I said copy or coffee there, but it doesn't matter. You said <laughs> coffee. It was kind of a combination. You yeah. made up your own word. Either I'm going to let you make it, title. I'm going to let you make it. So we're going to go coffee, coffee shop, right? You're going to start one. If you're working in that, know that it's uh, 75% more likely to succeed. So that's a really difficult stat. Yeah. But the problem is... What if you hated working in the coffee shop? And now you're like, well, this is what I know. And that's what I actually did with, in a way with my first business. I started a business I knew, right? And in the end, um, I think everybody would deem it a supreme, everybody would deem it to be a supreme success on every level, except me. All right. And because I think I chose the wrong business. And so now a lot of what I work on is helping people try to choose the right business, right? So we have to make money in business. It's absolutely imperative. But we can make money and we can change things that we're passionate about too. And this is where I think, and that's why 12 business ideas for this year won't work either. Because what are you changing with that? And that maybe you have to have your first business under your belt to really get this. But one of the ways I think you can do it is there is a wonderful book and it's called Man's Search for Meaning. Man's. And sorry about the title, ladies. It's a little dated. Okay, I'm going um, to roll with you on this one. Yeah. Man's Search, search for, for meaning. meaning. Victor Frankl. Okay, and he's talk a to us. Talk psychologist to us. All right. who um, went through a Nazi concentration camp. Hmm. And he talks about his experience there. And he basically talks about how life should be a mission. And how his life's mission is actually to help others find theirs. So what I think you should do, get an idea and read that book. And see how well that idea, business idea, whatever, aligns to your life mission. Because I read that book and I have a very big lens for business, right? So all I'm thinking about as I'm reading this book is business is my life mission, right? And now like my life mission is evolved around helping underdogs, right? Especially get into the entrepreneur world if that's what they choose to do. You know, it's about redefining the right type of hero, Right. So we look up to better people in life. Oh, I love this. And I can only do that because I have resources from business Mm -hmm. to explore the world, which we do. We just got back from Cambodia looking for true heroes of the world. I actually met one of my biggest heroes. You know, they ask you who you would have coffee with if you could, this man, you know. And then not only that, but it's like you have a high expectation now, right? Like, what if your goal was to meet Michael Jordan? You're like, you're thinking Michael Jordan better. It's going to be awesome, right? (laughs) But then you're like, what if he lets me down? This man, 10 times better than my loftiest 
way I could have even thought about him. But anyways, it allows me to do that. I, you know, the broke kid of 20 years ago, yes, you know, growing up in welfare, he couldn't go out and explore the world and find heroes. I can only do that because of resources through business. You, you, right? well, so let me, let me just step in here. Yeah. You could only do this for a few things. Yeah. Number one, you had to step into your identity. Sure. Because if you show up yeah. and then people cannot connect to you, I guarantee it's going to be very challenging for people to move you along the journey yep. because they can't trust you. Yep. So you had to become a, not only a compassionate person, but a person of trust. Yeah. So that when you open up your mouth, people not only believe what you say, but they're connected to the spirit of Tyler. And that's what people don't understand. There's something bigger and greater in you that people are connected to. There are a million of Tyler's. How many name Tyler's do you know that, that are out there? Oh, it's the like number one name millions. I think, when it I was named. Oh, you, oh, now you're number one. Now, <laughs> yeah. now you got a number one name. I mean, come on. Not trees. I will say this. That's number one is there had to be something much greater in you that you had to cultivate for yourself. Number two. What folks don't get and understand is to walk in some of the spaces that you are, you have to translate that passion into, you know, it says, in all that getting, getting understanding, get knowledge. Yeah. You talked about the book. Give me the book name again. Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Because there's information in there that's going to be able to, to take your idea and your passion and help you to understand that a little bit more deeply. Because you're right, you're spot on. It's not just about a matter of, you know, the business that you started. Everyone is like, oh, great business. It's going to solve a lot of problems. Yeah. But there is a way to yeah. connect who you are, your passion, your identity. Absolutely. To solving another set of problems. Don't you have to discover that? And that's, yes, you absolutely do. And that's a process. But here's why it's so imperative that you make it a mission. Because you will succeed. I will say this after being around business, you know, immersing in business, helping other business owners, you will absolutely succeed if you don't quit. I promise you. Absolutely. Any business, I don't care what it is, if you don't quit, you will succeed. That is the one, number one thing. Because we talked about mission. Yeah. Okay, so. That's why it's you, important that it's a mission. When you get in your car. Yeah. And you have a destination that you're going to. Yeah. And you put in your little maps. Yep. And you say, here's where I'm going. Yep. Not much is going to deter you from getting there. It's easy from there. Man. Yeah. So not much is going to deter you. I don't care if there's traffic, if there's nails in the middle of the road. Doesn't matter. You're going to get an alternative path. Yeah. But can't nobody tell you anything about where you're going because you know where you're going. Yeah. And do we have to have this a mission? So for me, I've always known that my, my only purpose in this world is to help people unlock something greater in them mm -hmm. that's higher than their human potential. Yeah. Maybe that's been my mission because I've done nothing to deviate. Now, there are a lot of things to throw me off track. Sure. I've had a lot of things, come, but I've always stuck to the one thing, no matter what business, no matter what company, no matter what I've done, even this podcast is dedicated yeah. to unlocking something so much bigger and greater that you go beyond your human potential. I can even just say it and spin yeah. it off. Is that the kind of determination we need as we are building this new, whatever this new business, evolving, reinventing our businesses? Is that the level of determination that we need? Because what happens if you start with no mission? 
That's the hardest part. You know, if you can put into essence a mission like you're talking about, now you can build the character that's capable of getting to that mission, right? I'm kind of a nerd. I like those old medieval uh, RPG games and stuff. It's like, I think about my life that way, right? How can I build the character that is Tyler? Instead of doing it on the video game, reading a book, you know, and then your little guy gets smarter on that. His little bar goes up. I think about Tyler reading the book and now my little bar is going up. I'm going to go hit the weight pile later. You know, now my little strength bar is going to go up. You know, now I'm perfectly preparing myself to the missions that I have to do. Right. So and if you're after a mission, it's hard to quit on a mission, which you will then succeed. Right. So I love that. You you can quit a business, but it's harder to quit a mission. Yeah. Not your purpose. Yeah. And it doesn't, and people can be out there right now thinking, well, Tyler, can a t-shirt shop be a a mission? Absolutely. It can. I mean, the best example I can give everybody off the bat is Patagonia, right? They sell clothing, right? They sell jackets, they sell uh, windbreakers. And um, I I can't say the founder's name right. It's a hard name to, to say, but he was a avid mountaineer. And so he wanted the world to have mountains, the children to have mountains that they could climb just like he loved to do. They opened Patagonia. Ever since they opened, they've given a percentage of sales to creating a better world around the environment. And then get this, and this is the part that gets me. So he just retired, right? Um, Last year or something, his shares in the company, $3 billion (laughs) they were worth. He gave that $3 billion to support environmental impact in the world. If he had opened a charity 20 years ago, maybe he had some rich friends and connections. A couple million dollars would have came his way. He would have made some climate change impact, environmental impact. He made $3 billion worth of impacts by starting a for-profit business. Okay. So here is now where you and I are going to go. Because this is what I meant by the t-shirt. Yeah. It was a specialization. Yeah. Wasn't just a t-shirt. Yep. He said, I'm going to go solve problems because here's an area. Yeah. And mountain climbing and all that's going to be attractive to a certain uh, audience or group. Yeah. Then I'm going to donate. Yep. My point is this, is that what I've been, and, and this is the advice I even gave to the, to the young gentleman that had the t-shirt. Yeah. In order to be competitive, you have to take your idea and push it to the, over the edge. You have yep. to push it past your thinking. Yep. Because you're going to come up with the first idea. Yeah. But if you give it a minute. Yeah. Do your research. Sure. Look at the market. Find a gap. Yep. Then you may find that I'm going to give specialized t-shirts with sensors in them for nurses so that they can know the climate yeah. when they walk into an OR room. That is what I was testing this group. Yep. Is you want to leapfrog. Yeah. Because if you go out on the street and just sell a t-shirt and you just, then it's the same idea that Millions of other people have. Totally. How do you in your ideation sessions get people to go beyond their natural limits? Because as human beings, we are limited in our thinking. How do you take their passion and then let them be okay unleashing even more of that? 
It's such a fine line. I'm a logical minded person. And I've I'm got not. A sci that's why we have this conversation. I'm not logical. Yeah. I'm totally a lot. That's why you're looking at me like this. Trees, what are you talking about? All this passion. Yeah. That's why. Because well, I'm like off the rocker over here when I, it comes to ideas. I'm an extreme passionate inv individual, as you can probably tell. But I align my passion to my missions, right? And so, therefore, I see it as functional. But, I mean, if I were to sit uh, the t-shirt guy down and talk to him for a minute, um, number one, I'd ask him, where's the t-shirt? He should be wearing it right now. It's like, why you can get a t-shirt built for 20 bucks these days. He should be wearing it right now. Okay. When you're wandering around, what are people saying about it? Are they saying awesome t-shirt? I mean, one of the nice things about, uh, um, one of our businesses was it allowed us to design clothing that was really popular, you know? And so like, I'd be walking around in the shirt and I wore it with the same shirt every single day. Like I do now. And, uh, and people would say all the time, awesome shirt. You know, are people saying that to you? Right. And, or are they saying, I like this except that's market research, right? Why would you not do that? Right. And then the other thing is, you know, and then I would have them write down their plan. You know, how much is it going to cost to, uh, to get X number of shirts? Where would I sell them? Does the margin make sense? I would go through the whole, I've developed this thing I call plan for business, which is shortened condensed version for small business owners that aren't going to do an 85 page business plan. That will allow them. I've also actually begun calling it assessing an opportunity. Assessing an opportunity. Yes. So I you like have a that. business idea. Let's assess that opportunity and realize, does it work on paper, right? If you're, and then I have a whole process for the way you do this and you do your market research and you, you'll know your margin too, which most people don't know in business. You'll know your margin before you even start the business. So these are things that are imperative. So there's some logic there. There's some market testing there. And then at the end of the day, it goes back to our mission alignment, right? Why is this the mission? You know, are you doing everything within your power? Cause I find most often people are like, I'm doing everything I can. Well, what'd you do on Friday now? Oh, I went to the bar with my buddies. <laughs> it's like, okay, now you've spent resources. You're hungover for Saturday. You know what part of that? You got to really look yourself into the mirror and say, how bad do I want this? You how know? much discipline? And I think that, that that to me is really the hardest part to all of this. Yeah. Is you do have to discipline, and I call it you discipline yourself to your destination. Yeah. There are steps, I think you said it earlier, the decision trees, and I love yep. the the way that you were thinking about that, mm -hmm. that if you make decisions that you will, you even talked about it with the Will Smith mission, yeah, that you are not going to lead discipline. You're just going to make the business happen and whatever happens, happen. You're just going to kind of go willy nilly and you're working really hard, yeah, but not necessarily with the smart. Don't they both the passion, hard work and intelligence. Don't they all go together? Efficiency. Now? Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, knowing that the little things too, it's like, and then knowing the other thing is like, I read a meme recently. It's like, if you're raised wealthy, then you get nine shots at the dartboard. If you're raised middle-class, you get five shots at the dartboard. If you're raised poor, you get one shot at the dartboard, mm. right? So I'm thinking in life, if you're only going to get that one shot at it, shouldn't you prepare for that shot in every single way you can? That's good. Lifting weights like a dart thrower, like constantly practicing like a dart thrower, you know, feeding your body and your mind in any way you can. Mm. Build your character to take your best shot at it if you're only going to get one. And But honestly, you get more than one. Even if you're a poor kid, you know, just prepare for it better, you know, because the, and I don't speak really, when I do any of this stuff, I don't speak to the kid out there with all the advantages. I don't even bother, right? They don't need me, right? Right. 
They've already got the rich uncle that's going to direct them through all this. They can already fail nine times. We know right now if we go to Vegas and we put money on black and we can do it as many times as we want, we're going to eventually hit, right? Odds. Odds and stats are everything. So how can we get our probabilities up in less rolls of the dice? That's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to wrap up with this conversation because this is why I feel so blessed to know you, to know that. And I did read your story. I grew up in a little trailer uh, park. Uh, <laughs> I did read. Well, uh, did uh, I government assisted apartment. Uh, assisted yeah. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ours was uh, probably the same. I guess you would call it uh, uh, the very first start of my life. I don't know if y'all got that big block of cheese yeah. and all the, oh, yeah. it was all the, you know, yeah. you, you, you got Wicks, stamps. I think it was called. It was Wicks. They give you the milk and uh, they give you the food. Remember when food stamps were the actual like, it was ticket actual things? Ticket. Funny what is money? It? I thought like now it's a card. card yeah. I think my big thing, you know, in looking at our lives and in looking where we are today, the fact that we understand that exposure uh, being able to make sure that our young people are exposed, being able to make sure that they understand that they have the same opportunity afforded to them. Yeah. That financial inclusion, being able to bridge the wealth gap uh, and close uh, all of the challenges that we're seeing in an entire system that, especially as technology continues uh, to become more pervasive, it becomes it's accelerating more widespread. I know that everybody continues. I've been in, in artificial intelligence for a, a couple of decades myself. And now we're seeing uh, the advent of what's happening when we're becoming more of a productive, more automated society. To me, sitting on this side, I see so much opportunity. But what's happened, it's almost as if it's being blocked yeah. to communities that are disinvested, which is why I'm so proud of the work that you are doing, that you make it a part of who you are in your business to go after the underdog, to go after those who, who haven't had much opportunity. Yeah. And now um, sitting in spaces where you have been able to be, you know, accelerated your life in amazing and wonderful ways. And now you come back and said, listen, the work that you're going to do the rest of your life is pouring into those who don't have the kind of opportunity that you talked about. Yeah. What's crazy is they're better prepared for it. <sighs> in every single way, if you'll allow it to be, it's actually an advantage. All they have to do is what you're doing and what, unfortunately, I'm doing. You know, They just need to see it possible, right? Because what part of working a full-time job when you're 12 years old that, and you have to, is not preparing you for a work ethic. What part of dealing with things like, can't go home, mom's drunk, you know, oh, mom's boyfriend just beat up mom, you know, oh, this, I'm not even going to go in, you know, but these horrible things that happen in our lives, these are adversities you just got past. These are hurdles, which are going to make this business hurdles seem small. And not only do they get past it, it actually puts something in you. Totally. That doesn't it just change everything when you are literally in these spaces where it's generational, it's a curse. Yeah. And you like, no, no, dog, that's not going to happen to me. That's not, this is not. So it pours something in you to catalyze you past your situation. Yeah. Don't, 
don't we have to get, but then the key is they have to have people like you, you know, in their they lives, have to see in it. their path. They so you see it, but yeah. then. I mean, the number one indicator of success is not intellect. It is the ability to overcome adversity, which what do you think people from poor neighborhoods have to do in day in and day out? Damn. But the stats are horrible around what happens to people in it in overcoming adversity, right? Jail, death, you know, all these horrible things, you know, if they can realize that it's actually an advantage and you just have to keep going, right? But you have to keep going without guidance most of the time. And I guess that's why I like, I would like to do this too, because I'm nearly, I'm once again, Mr. Magood, it through childhood, you know, nearly a high school dropout, you know, and then like, it took me a long time to kind of catch my stride and to have some confidence and to realize I could do things. Now you can't stop me. Anything, I, I mean, I'm working on my first billion dollar business right now. You, you know, know what? Like, and I don't doubt for one second I will succeed because I will outwork everybody to get there. Nobody will breathe like I will to get there. So. And you stayed on mission. Yep. Your mission, not only, but it continues to evolve because you're actually living in your vision, mission, yeah. you're living in your purpose. My new business changes the world. In every single way that I've, I have passion about. So all of a sudden, everything in my life, what a, didn't love Steve Jobs, but you can get some good stuff from him. I didn't think he was a great human being, but I study anybody that's had success. And one thing I loved was his speech connecting the dots. I think mm. it was to Yale. And he talks about how all these randomness, like biochemistry, random, right? You know, like um, working in sales, random, you know, overcoming adversities in life, random. And they've all led me to this moment in life mm where I'm working on the things that I'm working on, right? They never looked, and that's what he says. They never made sense. They were so random, you know, when I was doing them, but looking backward, they all are aligning perfectly. They're connected, 100% yeah. connected to this moment, this day, this yep. time, for this yep. season. Totally. I cannot thank you enough for being here today. There are people in life that I get intrigued by for many different reasons. You, you know, when I think about what unicorns are, when I think about your full uniqueness, when I think about the fact that you have not only this unique gift, but you're you're taking your gift, taking your mission, and everything that you have in you, you are truly walking to make this world better by equalizing the playing field, by expanding financial inclusion around areas that definitely have never seen anyone like you before. And now you're showing up and you're saying, listen, I am here. I'm no different than you not better. Yeah. My job and my goal is to elevate you so that you can go off and elevate the people around you so that yes. the people around you can go off and elevate even more so that by the time you leave this earth, the legacy that you've left is truly a sustainable way that people are making the world better. And I can't help but tell you that I am blessed to be in your world. And I'm grateful that our paths have crossed, my friend. Oh, me too, absolutely. And you're too too nice about all that. But I mean, I think if we can get the world's most amazing, most capable people are in that gauntlet right now. And those are the people that actually change the world if you can get them through that, right? And so their hearts are ready for it. You just got to get their minds through it, you know? And so... um I really appreciate being here today and I love the energy. It gives me new drive and the ability to keep going out there and trying to, to do what we do in life. And so uh, thank you so much. And then also know that anybody out there watching this, 
I will always respond to messages. I will always respond to emails. If you, if I can save you some stress over a quick chat, I do that, right? Tell them so, how to get a hold of you. I know that we're going to publish a bit of this on uh, YouTube as well, but uh, yeah. for our podcast listeners, tell them how to, how to get a hold of you. The best way to get a hold of me is on my Instagram at Tyler Uriah, but I also have a TikTok. I also have a Twitter. I also have email, tyleruriah.com. You can get a hold of me any of those ways. I make time to talk with people, ideation entrepreneurs. My schedule is getting crazier these days, but I always, you know, I'll, I'll make time, you know, because I know how important it is to be able to have somebody to talk to. You are a special one, my friend, and thank you. And we thank all of you for joining us today. Boy, I tell you what, if we could uh, create more like this in the world, and I will tell you that is our goal, that is our mission, uh, and that is the purpose of, of why uh, this show exists and for people like you. I'm so grateful. Um, so till next time, you've been with Treese on Unicorn Unleash. I can't wait to uh, see you all on our next show. Thank you all.